myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hello and welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I am your host, Ryan Perio. This week, my guest is podcaster and entrepreneur Alexa Randolph. Alexa has a podcast called, of course, Hey Alexa, where she interviews people about and from the mental health space about what they do and how they do it. She also has a fantastic online store, Custom Designs by Alexa, where she sells like decorated glassware as well as makeup bags and other things as well. Check out her her custom designs by Alexa.com for all kinds of like wine bottle frosted wine bottles with lighting, all kinds of nice little decorative like party wear and stuff like that. In this episode, we discuss being an entrepreneur, her podcast Hey Alexa, her old podcast with Love Alexa. And then we get into her fear of failure. It's a fun episode. So let's get into that episode right now with Alexa Randolph. All right. My guest this week is podcaster and entrepreneur Alexa Randolph from the With Love Alexa and Hey Alexa podcast, as well as I think it's Designs by Alexa is your uh, custom designs by Alexa. Yep. Where you design custom glass, which has got to be amazingly fun to frost glass and kind of be decorative. You kind of get to it, scratch that creative itch. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and I love like when people do all these creative things, like I've done for birthday parties, I've done. So it's like fun getting to try new things. Mm-hmm. So when Amazon rolled out Alexa... Was that like a dark day for you? No. I loved it because like my name wasn't anywhere. Mm-hmm. And now like when I'm at airports, I get keychains and all kinds of stuff that like I never got before. So to me, I loved it. My girlfriend has a unique name, so she never gets the keychain. So that's there's hope that if somebody names their, I guess, their AI system after her or daughter, <laughs> that they will then make keychains for it. Yeah, maybe. Have people had Alexa at the house and like said that and both of you responded? Everywhere. There was one time I was at a store and someone said, hey, Alexa. And I like turned around and then I'm like, oh, wait, they're talking to the Alexa's system. (laughs) But that's that's also an excellent marketing tool. Again, and, you know, you were able to, you know, use that for a podcast and grab that before someone else did. And I. I, yeah, and I love it because my I do Hey Alexa, so I I my each episode the title is Hey Alexa, and then it's, I ask a question based off the topic that we talked about, and then in the description I do like Alexa says like hmm not sure, and then like we said my guests would know and had to go in that way too for the description. That is so creative. Like you just went whole hog with, okay, if we're going to call it, Hey Alexa, we're going to, we're going to do the show notes as in as Alexa is transcribing this. Yep. (laughs) That's awesome. So 
you do a lot in the mental health and I guess chronic pain awareness, I guess, sector of podcasting. So what inspired, I guess, that you to jump into that area of podcasting? So in 2016, it was about two months after I graduated college. Um, and I like my whole life was ahead of me. I was in a bad car accident and um, I had a mild traumatic brain injury concussion, but I didn't know about it for like four months. And I was working full time as an, with an event planner, which is what my dream job had been. And I just kept forgetting things or not understanding. And that wasn't me. And I went back to the doctor and they had said I had a concussion. And so I ended up like a month or two later, I had to get off. I had to be taken off work. It was just too, I couldn't do anything. And so about a year and a half, I couldn't work. I couldn't um, really do anything. And I started blogging and I was talking to a family friend about it. And they had a podcast studio and they're like, well, podcasting is becoming like a bigger thing. You should podcast instead. And I had never thought about it and it kind of scared me, but I decided to try it and I loved it. And that's why I wanted to talk a lot about like chronic pain awareness or in, in really invisible illness, mm-hmm. because so many people have something invisible that other people don't see. So they look healthy yeah. or they look quote unquote normal and, but they're not, they have issues. And I wanted to be that voice and to get people to share their own stories. That's awesome. And and it's so true. Like there's so many, it's like, you know, just because they don't look perfect doesn't mean they're made perfect. And so right. you, there's so many like hidden, like either psychological, you know, possible, def- yeah. what you might call deformities or anything like that. But just psychologically, there's things that maybe aren't correct and you just don't realize it because everybody just looks for physical, you know. Yeah. And so that's super awesome. Like how many, how long have you been doing each podcast? So my first podcast, I started with Love Alexa in September of 2019. And then I was at a studio. And then during the pandemic, I ended up doing it from home on Zoom. And I'm still doing it now from home. And um, my other one just started in January, the Hey Alexa. Mm -hmm. So with Love Alexa still out there, I don't do anything with it anymore. Um, I've kind of transitioned into Hey Alexa because a lot of my guests from with Love Alexa, I've noticed there's just so much more to out there besides just mental health. Like there's mm-hmm. business, like people talk about it. There's mental health and business. There's so many different things. So I wanted to keep it a little bit more broad. Yeah. And that's kind of like the idea behind this one is, is I didn't want to do a comedian podcast because everybody, you know, then I'd have to just find comedians. And if I can't find one, then, you know, right. I was like, I'm not short on guests if I just ask anybody, you know, what they're afraid of and we just go from there. And so I've exactly. always, and so I just was like, yeah. And it's plus, it's a fun conversation. It's interesting to, to hear people. Some people's like got super obscure fears. Like I've had yeah. uh, balloons, cotton balls, you know, just <laughs> there's been some really fun, obscure ones. That's like, oh, I would have never thought that and just kind of gone through it with them. And, you know, just been, it's been fun just to listen. Yeah, I can see that too. And so with Hey Alexa, how many episodes into Hey Alexa are you now since you started January? Do you do weekly, bi-weekly? So right now I'm weekly, but I think I'm going to end up changing it to bi-weekly because I've had so many recordings that I'm literally through September right now. 
So like people like that I just recorded with aren't even going to have an air till August if I kept doing it weekly. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad. So I'm like, maybe I should just do bi-weekly because I keep getting more and more guests. So maybe just if I do a bi-weekly, then there'll still be a few months, but it won't be six months. Yeah. That's, that was my early pitfalls. I had, before I launched, I had like 30 to 40 episodes in the can. <laughs> and so I stopped interviewing because I was like, I don't want to tell people nine months, you know, I don't want them to, to, to promote something that's two weeks away and only for them to know it's going to be seven months later. Right. So when I worked through that backlog, then I kind of stopped over the holidays because I kind of want to interrupt people's Christmas and stuff by doing this. And yeah. so, so now this last January, I've been like, okay, we're at three or four. I've got two or three cushion right now. And I'm, I have a few that I need to reschedule, but you know, I'm like, I have a two episode cushion. I'm like, all right, got two weeks. And so it's made me, it's motivated me a little bit more to try to like seek out interviews and things like that because right. you get, you do kind of rest on it. And then all of a sudden you get down to like five or six, then you like, I'll post in that Facebook group to see who, who wants to, to chime in and, you know, then I have an overwhelming response and I've got to try to mitigate that and do stand up. And yeah. that's why I do it kind of during the week, weekend afternoons. Cause this is my kind of downtime. Right. Most nights I'm out performing, so I'm like, okay. I was like, most people have a Saturday or something like that. They can spend an hour. Exactly. So you also are in business for yourself. You do uh, custom designs by Alexa. Yes. So what inspired you to get into, to, I guess, glass decoration? and? Well, I'm a big wine drinker. I love my wine, and I love getting fun glasses, like fun wine glasses mm-hmm. or any kind. So I started doing I have like my machine and everything so I started doing just like making glasses um the glass is already made I don't make the okay. frost any of it I just do the actual design on them so do you go through so I was gonna ask do you go through thrift stores and just buy a yeah I try and do local yeah I try and do local I mean there's I'll get some online mm-hmm. but I try and get it like as cheap as possible so then I can um I don't like to sell it for too expensive either mm-hmm but they make great gifts and I do. So I have some set designs that people can choose from, but I also do where they can do a complete custom for a couple dollars more. You should do a Galentine's. That should be one of your, you have to do like a Galentine's. I, I did a sale be wine was mm-hmm. one of them. Instead of sale be mine, it's mm-hmm. sale be wine, which was a really cute one. Um, I've done lots of hearts and stuff for Valentine's day. And now I'm getting into the St. Patty's day. <laughs> that's awesome my girlfriend is also big into like she goes to thrift stores and tries to find these really unique ornate classically wine glass so i totally get where you're coming from it's like she loves to, to find depression era glass and we have tons of that down here so i would think that would be even <laughs> cooler to have like old school like the pink green like the depression era and then yeah to stain those even yeah, so I do um, all kinds. So I, right now I'm doing stem and stemlets. I do champagne. I do beer glasses, tumblers, shot glasses. I'm also doing these bottles, um, these frosted wine bottles that I put lights in. Mm-hmm. So it's like a decor. And then you can get it customized on like on it also. And I'm actually doing makeup bags now. Well, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm trying to add more and more things. and Because they make great gifts. Mm-hmm. Like for all occasions. 
Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's something that you know, as as a, you know, it could be, you know, for a couple or, you know, for a lady or something like that. Like it's right. women run, you know, a lot of they love little decor, little knickknacks and things like that, little mementos. Exactly. And so how long does it take you to like, I guess, fabricate or to make the designs? Like how long does that process take? I've actually gotten really fast at it. So really not too bad. Um, sometimes it'll be like a mistake. So I have to redo it. But for the most part, I could do a couple within like 20 minutes. That's awesome. When it's more complicated design, it'll take me longer. But if it's just like a set design, like it's pretty easy. I print it out and put it on and and it's good to go. I try and get like when I get orders, I try and do it within like one to two days. I like say within like four business days, but I like to try and get it done as fast as I can. Yeah, because for shipping and stuff like that, that's got to be right. So, how how has that how has that gone for you? Like, what is, what's been your most challenging, I guess, design that you've had? Um, I'm trying to think. They've been pretty simple. I'm doing like these makeup bags right now for an event and it's been a little bit more challenging because I'm just getting used to it, mm. but cause it's an, it's iron on. So it's not like, and I've been learning like doing this, it's a separate process for like the more intricate designs. You have to like print it out, then cut it where otherwise you just print. So it's been a little bit more challenging when it's been a lot of fun and they're coming out really good. So. That's awesome. I'm glad that I'm glad that's happening and you're, you're expanding and Try, you're finding new and it's the unique little thing that's not like you're you're trying to mass produce you're trying to right you're trying to you're testing yourself as well like design wise to say can i make these yep and if i'm not sure about something i like look it up i do whatever i can to make it happen any other things on the horizon you haven't started yet that you're like eyeballing like like out of the corner of your eye like um possibly robes like for bridesmaids or like mm-hmm. the silky little robes, I wouldn't mind trying, um, but I'm not there yet. Ooh, you could even do the sashes too, like the little. Beauty. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, so we're, we're looking at a few different things, but right now I want to like get really good at the thing I am doing, and then eventually add more. Okay, so that kind of leads in, especially to the fear that you have, which. Yes. <laughs> go ahead and tell people what it is you're afraid of. I've always had a fear of failure. Um, I don't like to fail at things. I don't like to be consider myself a failure. And when sometimes I would, like if something didn't work out. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I can tell because of how mindful you are about like even your crafts thing. Like you're so mindful about like, I want to master this before yes. I try something <laughs> else. I want to, I want to basically you know, I don't want it. I want it to be purposeful. I want it to be a, a artist, artisan, like almost like an artisan. Like yes. I want to know <laughs> this craft before I try to take on another potential design. Yes, very much so. <laughs> and that's it's such a great way to do it because I I know I have ADHD. I my girlfriend may or may not. She's she can get kind of you know like I'll start something and then overwhelm and take a break yeah and so i can tell that with the the mental health and stuff like that so does that does this help because i feel like this would help because it's almost task work like i feel like whenever you have like mental health things like that just a 
a steady task that just kind of, you know, requires your focus, but not. Yeah. It's not overwhelming. You just can. It's almost like I, I say menial, but it's just like rhythm. Like there's just a rhythm to it. It's getting there now. For a while in the beginning, I would like mess up a lot and it would get me more down on myself. Mm-hmm. But like every time I do one that comes out really great, like right away, like it makes me so happy and like it kind of helps in that way. Okay. For sure. Do you have like a support system for when you do feel like, like maybe one project's just not flowing for you and you're just kind of, yeah, throw up your hands for a little bit, you know, just take a step away because sometimes when you get, negative it's our you know you're just at that point it just keeps messing up yeah even if yeah Uh, my parents are amazing I'm I live with them still and it's been really great because like my mom will see if I'm struggling and she'll either try and help or she'll just say like take a break go do this tomorrow like it's Mm -hmm. not any big deal and a lot of times I'll end up doing better like the next day like if I'm doing it too late or if I've done too much in that day sometimes my brain shuts down and I just can't do it Mm-hmm. Now, is this, do you still have effects from the concussion or is that completely? Yeah, I still do. I was wondering if maybe that's also been enhanced with the, with, you know, that injury that maybe those, those feelings of. Oh, for sure. Because your neural pathways are maybe not going the same way, like you're detoured. And I've had people that kind of work with people with, I've talked to people that have had, you know, work with people, therapies that recovery for head injuries and stuff and it's just the frustration of yeah and so that's that's awesome i mean that's it's good that you're able to i guess you can you have those safety things in place you know or at least somebody's you know saying hey i'm trying yeah i try (laughs) and so did i i can't imagine did you would you were always afraid like when you even when you were doing the personal assistant like before the a car accident and stuff. Well, the the assist, the event assistant was actually after the accident. Okay. Uh, I had started it, so I think I've always been afraid of feeling, but mm-hmm. it got worse after the accident. Yeah. Because like when I couldn't work for so long, or like things just weren't working out, and I'm like, I'm afraid. Like, what if I can't work? What if I can't do this? Like, I've just had a lot more fears. Um, of being like a failure or like a like a burden to the people I love like that's like another thing kind of mm-hmm. failure and a burden yeah it, it does kind of because it's it it becomes like a, almost like it's very simple minded and it it just you pile on you know this doesn't this isn't this I'm this I'm that and yeah so as an event planner I just feel like that would be like one of the most challenging for for what you're afraid of to to take on be, <laughs> because you could do everything right and the customer could still be like absolutely this is you know not what i wanted right and so i was like an assistant so it was i wasn't the event planner like i like was her full-time like assistant i so i helped with a lot so it wouldn't be on me per se like if it didn't work out it'd be on her but she would like then bring it out on us mm-hmm. so like if she made the mistake like it would be our fault yeah type of thing and that's just because she's the owner and we're the ones doing a lot of this stuff. And so it kind of falls on that. So it wasn't so much of a failure there, I don't think, because even though like the client wouldn't know it was on me or anything like. Yeah. I just feel like that would be such an unfun environment to work in that 
just to Ew, yeah <laughs> just to be to to be i need this now just having to to basically be in a constant state of heightened panic not yep not full-on panic <laughs> but just you know i've got to do this i gotta uh, oh my god how would you know, 30 minutes i gotta find this you gotta find and locate track it down get it procure yeah. it and get it back and you know, sometimes you may be out of luck or, you know, then trying to find alternatives and. Right. So I realized shortly after, like, it just wasn't for me the field mm-hmm. anymore. And it was a bummer because that was like, had been my dream since I was in high school. Like I wanted to be an event planner and I don't know if it would have been different had I not had the accident, mm-hmm. but that I'm happier with what I'm doing now than mm-hmm. I would have been there. So what inspired you to want to be an event planner? That's such a unique, I guess, dream to have. So I always liked like helping like parties and stuff. And when I was in high school, I was in a fashion class and we, it was like three levels. It was like fashion one, two, and then three, we hosted this whole huge fashion show at our school and like using clothing from different stores in the community and it was like this big event they did every year. And like I got to be a part of it. And it was like on one of the, I was on a committee in the class. And a lot of the people in the committee didn't necessarily do their work. Mm-hmm. So I kind of ended up doing a lot of it. And it was like that stress, but it felt, I knew it was going to get done type of stress. It wasn't like just random stress. So like, it was kind of made me feel good. Like seeing it call come into from the start of picking a theme all the way through the end and having that stress but then seeing it happen and ever since then it like made me okay so you're also a little it sounds like you're a little ocd or just like this is my way my (laughs) way you know i i I like your input but it's gonna be my way no not so much that like i'll take other like i take the input and everything but people just weren't doing Mm -hmm. their job like they just weren't doing it so like i just kind of started doing it because Mm -hmm it has to get done and if no one's yeah. doing their work or whatever, like I had to do it. So. Yeah. And it's one of those things where people work at different paces and sometimes you're, you know what I need, I want this done now. I'd rather not wait. I, yeah. I'm not good at waiting. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's in some in that's, that may have also played into, you know, being an assistant one where it's not at your pace, you're going at her pace and that kind of, yeah. You can you can maybe sync up sometimes, but there are times where, you know, you want to do something and but she's the lead and. Yeah, that's why I like working for myself because then I can do everything at my own pace, like how I want it done, and I don't have to rely on anyone else. Yeah, and you can just—it's all you from there to go. It's not something that you're having to wait on, and then if it doesn't come, right. Or if I fail, I'm failing because I did something wrong, not because someone did something wrong against me or mm-hmm. because someone else made me fail. It's it's on me. Yeah. Did that leave an imprint when your, I guess your event planner would tell you that it, that it was your fault when it kind of wasn't like it was, would you ever think of having someone help you with that? Like if, if say if designs by Alexa took off and, you know, orders. Were... Of course. That would be amazing. I would love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, maybe one day, but yeah, and I, I feel like that would be an interesting dynamic because it's one of those things where I feel like it's almost like you have to find the right people. 
Like there's such a there's such a people element in that because they're the fastest person in the world may not be someone you can work with. You know, it's just right. Or maybe having people do some of the other stuff. So like maybe the background stuff like marketing or like social media things like, and I can do the design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's gotta be, I forgot about social media and all that stuff as far as. Oh, the pain. (laughs) Well, it's just like you have to, you do, you do videos. Do you do stop motion? Um, Right now I've been, I'm trying to do videos. I'm not like, completely there yet so I never know, know what to necessarily do in a video but yet um but I've been doing like her podcast like I set it up um I do like my pictures of my stuff and put it out yeah. there so you could almost my friend does stop motion like the I guess the time lapse where you can make it look almost like Tim uh, nightmare on uh, nightmare for Christmas kind oh. of where it's kind of <laughs> yeah. stop motion and I was like, you could probably do that with your designs and just kind of, you know, just do the stop motion camera and rotate, you know, the stuff. So it kind of. I think that's too complicated for me. Maybe if I, <laughs> maybe I'd hire someone eventually for that. But right now I think that's too complicated for me. Just if you had free time, just for fun, just play with yeah. it and see, <laughs> see what comes out. And it just, it's just free content because you're just like, oh, you know, if it comes out halfway, you need to see, you can say, hey, look, play. Yeah, exactly. And just get feedback. It's, I feel like you just won't, you are definitely a person that will, will continue like even, like even after your respite, like when your mom says, okay, take time out, calls a timeout for you and you, I feel like you're still like, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. This is, there's not, I don't think there's been a design that you have been like, I can't do, this is just not going to be doable. Or you. Um, so I'm getting to the point now where I'm learning that sometimes it's not but for me to continue at least right then and there. So like I have been taking the breaks and stuff and I'm kind of learning when it's enough for me. Um, And there are, there have been designs, but not because like someone, like I have my stuff in a store also, Mm -hmm. like a local store that has like a bunch of artists. So I'll make designs for the store, but if it's not coming out right, like sometimes it's too small or it's too intricate. So like when you, pull the you have to like weed it 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 comes apart Mm -hmm. so like those ones I won't do but I haven't so far knock on wood I haven't had an issue like with someone telling me a design they wanted that I couldn't do it's more of my own like trying something and it just didn't work out I'm like I don't want to do one of them and then like someone loves it and then wants more and then I can't do it again so but I'm learning to like take breaks because I know now like when if I do it too much or if it's too late it's not going to work. So why waste the time and the, the material? Yeah. Do you like set a time for your work? Like, do you do like, cause I know late in the evening, that would probably be a. Yeah. That gets harder. Go oh, I, I just, let me go to bed. Just. <laughs> um, I try, I try and get up at like between nine and 10 and like do it for however many hours. Some days, like I've been doing it a lot longer. Mm-hmm. but I've been okay. Like I've been able to handle it because I have a couple of really big orders for events right now, which has been really fun. But, um, so I'm like trying to get everything done, but I've been doing little bits every day. So that's helping too. Yeah. And sometimes like I said, it's just seeing it slowly come together and just, and just realizing, okay, we are, we are in a process of getting there. It's not, it's not there yet, but, we're, but it's almost there. Yeah. It's just a little bit closer every day. 
You just set, yeah. your, set yourself small goals. And if it's an order for 100, you know, 10 glasses today. Right. So where do you feel like this fear of failure came from? Does this, where did you feel like maybe this first, I guess, hit you? Um, I think I just had a lot of people in my life when I was younger. Like I always just felt like I wasn't good enough to, to, to my, some of my old friends, um, like family members, like distant family members, people. Like I think I just always like felt like I wasn't good enough. And I think it kind of just stacked from there. Okay. So there was like, you have a little bit of a slightly competitive, I guess feels like competitive or nature or something to where you on your placement as far as you. And it's, and sometimes that is too, because I, you know, I don't have a tangible skill that I know of. I, I do stand up in that, (laughs) and that, and that's, but you don't, you don't have that through your childhood. You don't, you don't get to be a performer, you know, and that on that kind of stage, you're just kind of a shut in and made fun of. And so, yeah, I totally get, you know, sometimes you have, you have gifts that you don't really get to show until you get later in life. Yeah. And so I've always, I've always struggled with that. Like it's one of those things too. And I grew up in the eighties and parenting back then with kids with mental health. It wasn't as in depth. It was, you're not trying. That was, and you just didn't know what trying was. And it's just, they're just different ways of learning. And it's always been interesting to see how other people learn. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm very thankful. Like I've had my parents my whole life who always supported me in everything I did. They were always my biggest fans and like my grandma, like I just have certain people in my life that I've always had. And that's like what's helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Are you an only child? Yes, I am. Same. <laughs> Same. I I am also an only child. So I was like, yeah, I, I, I totally get that too. Cause sometimes you, you're just kind of left to your own devices because just their parent, your parents are sometimes busy. So you're right. Like I've always had a big imagination. <laughs> We are just left to your own devices to entertain yourself. You're not, especially you, a, right. a parent that's 20, 30 years older than you is not going to have the same f- interest and fun level. So a lot of time you have fun and isolation, like you just start building stuff with blocks. You're just left to, you know, your own, I guess, creativity and things like that. And that's kind of, you know, that's how I've always been. Like I've just been alone with my own thoughts and, you sometimes yeah. even, for, you know, really connect. I sometimes feel like I don't know if I even connected with my parents as a young kid. Like I just kind of put went in my room, closed the door, you know, and they check on me from time to time. But it wasn't anything like where I feel like childhood was where you ask all these questions and get all these answers. Like I don't feel like I ever <laughs> had that. I just feel oh. like I always felt like I was in my room, play with my toys and my parents would tell me, come in to tell me if it's dinner or anything, or, you know, ask me about my day. Brief conversation. <laughs> back to just me. Okay. I think I was like, I did my own thing, but I also was very close with my parents. Like, I um, I was, like, always around them, mm-hmm. I think, a lot. So, which was nice. Like, it was nice to have that. Yeah. I was around my grandparents and stuff, but I was just always, I feel like I'm probably somewhere on the spectrum, but at my age, it's like, what's the point of getting 
tested yeah at this point <laughs> there's nothing you know it's nothing i can do for my future and so you know i've always i've always been like kind of kind of a solitary you know silent but solitary person and okay yeah and so i don't feel i don't feel like i ever really open up to people like i just kind of you know i'm present and i that's how i've always felt like with my emotions and stuff with with failure I, for me i get very agitated frustrated and i have to to walk away but i probably don't take enough time away before my oh, okay. brain's yeah. like my brain's like let's get back at it and i just i'm impatient sometimes too i feel like that once i see i start something it's like let's get it done let's get it done yeah, no, I, I'm learning to try and not be like that. I still have a long ways to go, but I'm learning to try and really listen to my body and my brain, but it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. And for me, it was just a lot of times also taking out th- things in my life that that would agitate like video games and things like that, that, that don't, that only serve to agitate me when I wouldn't win. So I was like, you know what? I need to I see the signs now of anger rising and I'm like, okay, back off. Let's yeah. just, <laughs> let's just take a break and just go back at it, you know, later on. And even then it's like, you know, let's just find something to distract you for even longer before you get back at it. And then just co- kind of hit back at it at a later time. Cause once I start into something, I'm like, I'm building it. Then I'll find out I built it wrong. And then I've got to unbuild it and rebuild it. <laughs> And so I, I don't know if you've had that where you've, I guess, done a glass. You're like, oh, this is not what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Can you undo like your glasses? Like if you needed to, like if you had to. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was something that once it was on there, it's it's pretty hard to get off or. It can be annoying, but I. And you, it gets real sticky. So like you have to take like the alcohol and like rub it off. And so that's like an extra process. So if I don't have to, I prefer not to, but if needed, I can get it off. Okay. And so an amazing, like, so you're, you were both learning at this point. <laughs> so if you're, if you were to tell people that, you know, struggle with fear of failure, have you ever, you know, cause I feel like failure would just be like, just walking away, just putting you know for the glass business it would be like just putting it all in a cupboard not not touching it again to me it to me failure is just you absolutely just give up where you just you're like no more of this yeah that too but i think my thing of failure is like i really want this to be successful like i really Mm -hmm. want the business to go somewhere and i think my fear is like that it'll only be like a little side thing and then I won't be able to make this a business. And then I'll have to figure out another way to get money. Like I'm mm-hmm. find a job somewhere like that. I think it's more my failure. Like I'll always have the business. Like I'll always do it, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be a side thing. I want yeah. it to be the main thing. Yeah. But I, I feel like as long as you're, I feel you'll actively do that until you find a way. Like I don't, I, right. don't, I don't consider, I, I think just considering failures, just saying this is a wrap on this and that's, that's how I've always done with stand up is like, you know, cause I will, you know, there's feelings of, you know, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not as famous as I should be or things of that nature or, you know, am yeah. I? Because you, 
I, I'm sure with this as well, you don't get firsthand like results. Like it's not a bit, it's not a stormable business where you have a performance review every six months to tell you how you're doing. Of course. I mean, you get reviews from people or if someone mm-hmm. tells you they love it, like that's a great feeling. But then that's the law. Lo- it's just the long haul of, is this where, how am, how, right. am I, how am I building to other companies that do the same thing I do? Am, am I on their same right. trajectory? Cause that's how I feel as a comic is like, am I on like a good trajectory? And it just, I had, but the, you can't really know. Yeah. And so I just, is like, you know, I just, I just find satisfaction in the fact that I'm doing what I want and still, I guess, managing to, to survive and, you know, maybe it's not the lavish income that that I thought fame, being a famous comedian would be, but it's it's enough. It's like mm-hmm. it keeps me wanting to get better, but it's not something where I'm just like resent resenting the fact that I don't have as much success as I would like to have. Yeah, I think too. What's hard is like I'm starting to see a profit mm-hmm. from everything. Like I have a profit now, which is amazing. But I don't necessarily see it because I keep putting it back into the business to get more. But that's, I feel like that's the absolute best thing you could do, though, because I mean, it makes you. Of course. Because it makes, but it just also motivates you. It's like, I, I don't, I can't take, I don't, it's, it's in there now. I got to I got to get more out of it. And so. Right. So it's amazing. But it's like, I, I can't wait till I can finally see a profit and keep a profit plus keep putting it back in like where it's yeah. enough that I can actually see it and I'm keep making more and more money. And then it's, if that makes sense, it's yeah. like right now the profit's there, but it's not really there anymore. Yeah. It's kind of profit yeah. and growth is what you're looking for. Yes. <laughs> that's that's where the profit just gets bigger and bigger. So I have a set, like a, a part that I can make, use it, use a section of the money to keep make, getting more stuff and then have more money that I can keep putting away. Yeah. And I hope like, I hope that happens for you it, it, and you're in again, because you're so dedicated to it and you're also, also savvy enough to, to not just rest on glass. Like, Hey, what are other avenues that I could, other markets yeah. that I could potentially dive into and then not just dive into and get a bunch of product and then find you can't let's do one or two Mm -hmm. like you're you're very methodical you're very intentional and i feel like that sets you apart at least sets you on a path to get profit and growth because you're not because i as comics i we have merchandise sometimes people have t-shirts and so many times i see people you know immediately i've got a new shirt six months I got a new shirt you know and I'm like but how much money are you throwing away on making those shirts because you're not getting new people to buy your shirts you're trying to basically just sell shirts again to the same persons you've been selling to before right and I was like that to me that just feels like at some point your business cost is outranking your profit right and so far it's not anymore so that's good yeah <laughs> But I mean, you're, but I mean, you're also just, you're working at it in a way that you know that it's sustainable, not, it's not, you're you're not buying 500 makeup bags and then hoping that everybody gets a makeup bag. Right. No. (laughs) And that's, that's got, and that's, I'm sure that's a pitfall of a lot of business owners because they, they want to, 
they're per, they're in their head. They're like, everybody's going to want this. I got to have supply. And I'm like, but you might want, you know, just start small. And then as you, yeah. as everything increases, then. And you get more and more. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, maybe it costs you more to get a smaller order of, of products or to find just a few wine glasses versus buying 50 wine glasses for, I would say, you know, slightly more money, but getting way more product is that now you have just stacks and stacks of wine glasses that are just waiting for an order. So you also, right. there's also that time of overhead storage time, which you're, you know, yes, even though it's, you're, it's free, it's in your parents' house right now, it's still taking up space. Yeah. So I, I have a good amount of stuff at hand just because there are people keep buying and like, I don't want it to be where I can't find what I need. Mm -hmm. So that's the, it's, it's hard. It's like, you want enough, but you don't want too much. Yeah. You don't want pallets of stuff. <laughs> where your whole room is taken up. Yeah. But it's also fun to also to see the trends and stuff to see what, what people are buying, like which, which your biggest mover is it? Is it always wine glasses or is the makeup bag the new the new thing? Um, I haven't done too much with the makeup bag yet. Um, it's brand new. It's like really new. Yeah. So I'm doing right now. My three bestsellers have been the stem wine glasses, mm -hmm. the tumblers and then the light up bottles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, but it's fun just projecting like, OK, where does that once you release the makeup bag and to that fold, like where does it sit in your I don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be like one of those things where it's super hot at the beginning? You know, it's like, oh, it's a new thing. Right. And then it just settles down. Or is it going to be the, the thing that takes off along with the stem glasses? Yeah, I don't know. Um, what's cool, too, is they're technically they're called makeup bags, but they really can be like just like use cases. So like people can use it for travel. If you have like cards, you can put cards in there, pencil case. It's like one of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So it's not. So they're calling it makeup bags, but they're really can be for boys, girls, mm -hmm. everything, which is nice. Once you master those, you can then tackle fanny packs. I feel like that's. Yes. <laughs> that they're making a comeback. And then you they can, are. They've been for a little while. And so you could put mindful messages on the fanny pack. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thank you so much for doing this, Alexa. Where can people find you on social media and online if they were to want to purchase some of your glassware yeah so my website is um custom designs by alexa and my instagram and facebook is alexa randolph llc that's awesome well again i thank you for doing this and we'll post the links for your podcast there hey alexa and with sounds good all right thanks again alexa thank you have a good day you too So that was Alexa. Man, that was a fun conversation. I really enjoyed learning about glass design and partyware and event planning. Such a, f I like how she's kind of tied that into her, you know, event planning des desire. Like she's now kind of building the supplies for events like parties and gatherings and things like that, as well as just memories. It's a real fun, real niche little store. I hope it takes off. Like I. And I believe in her because she is so methodical and intentional in how she does her work that I'm sure she will find success. Also, check out her podcast, Hey Alexa, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, 
leave a review as well as leave a review for this podcast. Five stars if you can. I have been like dreading fear of failure my whole life. It's one of those things where growing up, I just put a lot of pressure on myself to succeed. And so I can totally relate to that fear and having to take time away because you just get too too wrapped up in what's going on in the moment. So make sure you take time away to, to just kind of unwind. And if something's stressing you, it can it can wait a little bit unless you're a procrastinator. Then it can't. Just do your best and always have a great time. I am about to go to the Comedy Arena for my second night of headlining with Scott Crisp and Mallory Davis. It was a fun show yesterday. Uh, we stayed and watched the uh, March Laughness comedy contest that they were having there as well. Saw some comics advance and we'll see some, maybe some tonight or we may leave early. And so... After tonight, I will be out of town for the beginning of the week, coming back on Tuesday, and it should be a fun little getaway. And then we're back at it with open mics and podcast interviews. I'll have another podcast episode next Monday morning. And so check it out. Thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast, and have a great week. And now some thank yous for the folks that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater for my art and graphics. You can follow him on Instagram at bwhiteh2o. Get it? H2O, like water. You can also follow him on Facebook. Music. A huge thank you to Gunnar Olson for the wonderful music provided for this podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at gunbuns, that's G-U-N-B-U-N-S, as well as his website, gunnarolson.net. Check out some of the samples that he has recorded. They're amazing. He's an amazing percussionist. If you want to follow the show, we've got a Facebook group, Some of All Fears. Instagram, Twitter, you can find us at Some Fear Fans. If you have some feedback for the show, email me at SomeFearFans, S-O-M-E-F-E-A-R-F-A-N-S, at gmail.com. I'll be happy to, to take those into consideration. Also, if you'd like to be a guest, email me at somefearfans at gmail.com. We can try to iron out some details and get that settled in. You know, give us some feedback if on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review. It makes the show bigger, and it's not going anywhere. I'm going to record as many shows as I possibly can. If you want to follow me, on social media, I am at Ryan Perio. It's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O on all social media platforms. You can follow me there. And you can check me out at ryanperio.com, my website. I'll try to list upcoming shows there as well. It's been kind of spotty because as soon as I set it up, that's when the pandemic happened. And everything's kind of just in a, in a holding pattern. Thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. Next week, we'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 